Islam. Assalamu alaikum. Shalom. Hotep. I want to welcome you to another airing of Conscious Vibes Radio. I am your host, Ramiel Ilbay. And today we will get into uh, the subject of cosmology and the zodiac is Know Thyself. And we have a very special guest on, um, Sharice L. And before we get into that, we want to make a couple of announcements. As a reminder, um, we remember that we have the uh, the live classes uh, that go on, one in the Sacramento territory uh, that is actually on hold um, because of the um, illness of the brother who um, actually hosts and uh, teaches the class, uh, Brother Hakeem. So we want to send uh, positive energy his way. Uh, for, you know, speedy recovery. But his class should start up again um, probably in, in right at the top of January. We also, again, have the, the, the live class that goes on every Thursday in the Oakland Territory at 3100 Telegraph at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. You can catch that class by subscribing to Moab Bay on YouTube. And, again, it is a live class. Um, It's interactive. You should be able to type in and ask questions. I've been having some technical difficulties with that, but working on getting it fixed on, on, um, on, on this end so that we can see it. Just dealing with the functionality of YouTube itself. Um, we also want to thank all of those who have continued to support the clothing, uh, More Unity Clothing, and uh, also uh, Maureen Apparel. Uh, we have some new designs that we're uh, looking to push out, um, hopefully in December, and then push out some more new designs uh, in January and then launch a huge spring line and summer line. So uh, we need your continued support. The more you support, the more we're able to get these new designs out and, you know, the new clothing for men and women so that we can, you know, have apparel that matches our mental, spiritual, and emotional state versus having to go in and buy the same type of um, clothing, from Albion's who have no interest in our development or uh, the sustainability of us as a people. So uh, we we speak about supporting and doing business with each other. So let's put, you know, our finance behind that. This is a uh, very unique opportunity. No one is is doing the types of clothing and apparel that we're doing, no one. Um, you know, we I've checked, I did the research, and that's why we came from this angle. You know, we'll be coming out with um, clothing and apparel that you can wear uh, when you, if you are still working in Babylon or if you own your own business. We're coming out with clothing that you can wear uh, for that. You know, um, women's dresses, uh, jogging suits. You know, we're going to come with everything. But your support is very, very necessary. 
um, it's very necessary, especially at the uh, beginning of stages. So I really want to say thank you to all those who are continuing to support, um, you know, with their finance and not just talk the game, but actually, you know, walk down the road with that. With that, we're going to um, jump in to the to today's show. We're going to bring in um, our sister, uh, Sister Sharif Islam. Can you hear me? Islam. Islam, how are you doing today, sis? Hey, peace, peace and love, peace and love. I, I thank you for welcoming me to your show. Yes, indeed. Um, I'll let you jump in and, and, and uh, you know, give a small introduction to yourself, and then we can get into uh, today's subject. All right. Well, um, as you stated, I am Sharice L., uh, Sharice Amadou Marcial. Um, I'm coming from the New York Territory, the New York Republic Territory. And, um, you know, I've been in the movement. Well, I'll say I've been on I've been on the science. I heard about Moors back in uh, 2013, um, but my directive uh, to really hone in and focus on my ancestry and my heritage and everything didn't come about until I turned uh, 25 in uh, 2014. You know, when I I I got into an accident. You know, with, that should have taken my life. And I literally walked away without a scratch, you know? So it's like, there were some things that really was going on in my life that really uh, allowed, that that forced me to pay attention, you know, pay attention to what was going on around me, you know, really woke me up to a degree where it's like, okay, um, I'm seeing way too much around me that I don't understand. So, you know, that's when I started, I hit the books started doing some research, you know, and um, more science constantly was constantly in the rotation. It constantly came up in my search bar, you know. Um, but unfortunately, I didn't have, you know, I didn't know anyone out here at the time to really cross-reference anything with anyone. So I was really alone, essentially, in the beginning of um, studying and really trying to get a real understanding of things. And it wasn't until I came across a brother named Taj Tariq Bey, um, I came across one of his videos, and um, he really laid it out to me how important understanding the divine was. And so I started to see how I was not coming at things or looking at things from the right angle. And so I had to really re-strategize, you know, like start from ground zero, where I thought that I was gaining knowledge I had to strip that away and really start from the beginning um down to really understanding words period you know and then then you, that's when I started getting into people like Abdullah Abdullah Talib Mosley Bay you know got put on to rbbaypublications.com started learning with that and um now I'm at a point where it's like you know everything um, you know, everything that I'm learning, everything, all the knowledge that I've gained, it has truly been put in its right and exact place. Um, you know, just, just thanks to those, you know, elder more such as Taj, um, you know, and he's not the only one, you know, but more of his caliber where, you know, their prime directive was to awaken the people, you know, to, to hear a man talk about, oh, you have grown people walking around you know, and they don't even understand third grade education, 
I took that as an insult, you know what I mean? Like, I, I felt, like, to myself, though, you know what I mean? Like, oh, my gosh, like, he just checked me through the screen, <laughs> you know? So it's, like, those kind of things um, coming into my, uh, coming being brought to my attention. It's like, yeah, I had some real sharpening to do, you know? And I started to see my knack for um, astrologic, like, I, I call it astrologic, but it's known uh, predominantly as Western astrology, and um, one of my one of my reasonings for focusing on Western astrology so much is because I understand that I understand who originally controlled the West. You know, so it's like one of those. I'm, I'm seeing certain things as I'm learning. There are things that we got to take back. You know, certain certain history of ours that we just you know, allowed to be taken or stripped from us, I take it back. I make that choice to take it back. So when I speak about astrologic, I'm speaking about the true Western astrology of our ancestors. I'm speaking about Zudakayas, you know, understanding the wheel of life. Um, essentially, that's, that, that is what um, our ancestors left for us in order for us to know the time, you know what I mean? Or know these cycles, because truly time is an illusion. But the purpose of Zudakaius is really just to be that navigational tool that you need in this world to know where you're at and know where you're possibly lined up to go, you know? So within this movement, I have used the information that I've gotten to really just hone in on this science because I know how impactful this information can be for an individual speaking from myself speaking from others who others whom I'm tutoring, you know, just the difference that it can make just by knowing yourself. And that's ultimately what our ancestors left for us to do, man, know thyself, you know? So with that, I say Islam. Islam. Okay. So <clears throat> as the sister was, was laying out, one of the, um, the first things that, many will point to when they're speaking about what the ancestors talked about and what the ancestors um, would often say is man know thyself. And about three years ago, I posed a question um, to a lot of Moors um, who were on Facebook. And I asked them, what did the ancestors mean when they said, man, know thyself. And, of course, you know, most couldn't give the answer. You know, the answers usually are general. And what did the prophet, then I also would ask, what did the prophet mean and what does the, the, the statement within the Quran mean in chapter 3 and um, verse 14 where he says, if you would ask me what you study, I would say yourselves. And when you will have studied them and then would ask me what to study next, I would reply, yourselves. You know, what do those things mean? What is that statement saying? And so those are the things that we're going to get into uh, today. And so if, if um, you have, you know, get out your pens and papers, we're also going to allow you to at some point call in and talk to Sister Sharice about uh, some personal aspects uh, possibly. Um, and, and things of that nature. We want to go as deep into detail as possible for you uh, 
so that you can have the references that you need uh, also to study, you know, study yourself. So also uh, we will end up talking about the fact that you can also call uh, Sister Sharif and have her go over these aspects with you um, and help you to study your own chart. So with that, where did you want to start, sis? The floor is yours. Um, well, I mean, well, I suppose the first thing that we can speak on um, is dealing with religion. You know, a lot of people have this misconception of what it is. So, like, just, just, just breaking down the word or the term religion itself, you know, it means to realign, you know, to put yourself back in alignment with something. And ultimately, the religion of the one world religion that we know of is nature. We know that we are of her. We're from her. Um, we're in her. We, you know, we're encompassed by her. All of our actions, everything that we do is comprised of nature. Um, it's, a, it's very imperative that people start to hone in on how she functions, hone in on what it is that she does how she does it, why she does it. You know, every, it's funny, like, how every species has their structured, you know, um, lifestyle, their way of life. You know, there's no arguments necessarily. But when it comes to humans, it's like we don't, we don't understand our own protocol. We don't understand who we are. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and the, the verse reference that you used just now, I mean, it's very... I mean, it just it just lays it all out. I mean, if you wouldn't, if you don't mind me, I would like to go and see if I can get it. Where is it? It says, um, you know, uh, verse fourteen. It says, if you would like, if you would like to ask me what to study, I would say study yourselves, and when you have studied them well, then I would ask. Then, then would ask me what to study next, I would reply yourself. And it says he knows well his lower self, knows the illusions of the world, knows the things that pass away. And he knows his higher self, knows Allah, knows well the things that cannot pass away. So when you're speaking about the lower and higher self now, um, essentially what you're speaking about is the ego. The ego has lower the, the, the ego, the ego is what operates the higher and the lower self. A lot of people kind of want to associate the lower self solely with ego. No, your ego is what animates you. If you had no ego, you wouldn't have any personality. You wouldn't be who you are if it was not for your ego. That that life essence, that spark, that wakes your eyes up. You know, has your eyes open in the morning to greet the day. If you had no ego, you wouldn't be doing that. So there is a separation that needs to be made as far as your higher self and your lower self understanding that concept. And um, essentially with the ego, um, the ego is represented by the sun in your in what is depicted as your trinity, your sun, your moon, and your ascendant. Now people get tripped up because they don't necessarily know which is what, what is what. You have three modes of operation. You may not be able to tell which mode is in operation at what time, but
but those are the three modes of your operation. You have a mode where you operate off of feeling, your, you know, your intuition, your emotions, that is your moon. Then you have a mode where your, your body is driving your, your vessel, your literal vessel that houses your spirit, right? That has its own operation, its own function as well. And then you have your ascendant, which is how others perceive you. You know, I like to call that your default mode. You know, like even how is is how you're operating even as you're doing something. You know, the little uh, I guess the 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 way or um, the the pers the perspective, like I said, that people would see you as. It doesn't necessarily mean that that's how you are, but that is how they view you. That's how they see you from, you know, the outside looking in. Right. So now we're speaking about different perspe different perspectives, different perceptions of the same one self that is you. I like to touch on is understanding how the sun is not the only celestial body which governs you, right? We have nine other planets, celestial bodies rather, that um, that can dictate your modes in, 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 to a certain degree. And why do I say a certain degree? Because ultimately you are the master of your of your world. Whatever it is that you attract in your realm, whatever it is that you got going on in your world, that's something that you've created for yourself. That is something that you've allowed to manifest. All right. So now again, speaking on the celestial bodies, you have um the sun, of course, which is mostly what the um modern Europeans focus on. You know, they have this whole doctrine. Um, where they're speaking of Jesus, you know, Jesus Christ being the son, right? Um, but they never speak of the other ones, you know, they, they they only speak of the father principle, essentially. But the son does represent, can can be said to represent your father in speaking in astrological terms, okay? So now you have the sun, you have the moon. The moon is your emotional state, how you feel, your intuition, um, how you nurture a thing, all right? Uh, you also have Mercury. Mercury is how you think, like how you break things down, how your your intellect, um, how you operate with your mind, how you think. That that that's represented by Mercury. Then you have Venus, representing love, the things that you're devoted to, the things that you would die for those pleasures of life that you crave so dear, that is represented by Venus. Then you have um, Mars. Mars is the soldier, I like to call the soldier of our solar system. That's the one that actually takes the passion, takes that um, urge or that desire and actually acts on it, actually executes or attempts to execute something off of the passion that is driving it. All right, then you have Jupiter, who is the, he's said to be the guru, the, you know, the um, maker or creator of gods and men. Um, he's the expander, the one that bestows the wisdom, the one that gives you gifts. Um, when you see Jupiter, you see uh, benevolent, which is essentially saying, you know, um, Someone that that gives you pleasure, they'll give you, you know, rewards. That one that will give you a reward. Then you have Saturn. 
And Saturn is, um, I like to say, Saturn is a very delicate planet to speak about because some people, um, they have their mixed notions as to what Saturn is, but essentially um, it's not to be taken as a negative planet. You know, Saturn is what will uh, restrict you or limit you because you need it. You know, it's, it's, it's equivalent to saying, you know, um, to a child that you're not ready to run yet, you know. Saturn shows you the reality of where you are, and it don't it won't give you or allow you to stretch beyond a certain limit until you reap those seeds necessary or you sow those seeds necessary. Excuse me, you sow those seeds necessary in order to reap the benefit of expanding your limit. You know, so that's what Saturn represents, and um. Those that I just mentioned are what is known as the seven inner planets. Those are the planets that affect you um, more so on a day-to-day than the other uh, outer planets, which are considered to be generational planets because of how long they come around, you know. But um, you can focus on the outer planets if you so choose, but there's a lot of... um, I would say speculation to the causes bring to you in your chart, just not understanding um, the daily planets, because truly how the generational planets affect you is dependent upon the energy of the inner planet. So it's like, for instance, when it comes to Uranus, Uranus is known as the higher octave of Saturn. If the energy of Saturn is something to where it needs to um, create a more strict or um, a more practical reality, it's not going to utilize the energy of Uranus, which is to spark off a new genius creation. It's Uranus um, deals with new ideas, new, like, I mean, when I, when you're speaking of Uranus, you're, you're speaking of something that is completely different, completely against the grain, all its own unique, you know, um, something that someone has never thought of or ever uh, seen before relative to that individual's world, right? So now, um, again, with Saturn, Saturn is not going to utilize uh, Uranus unless it needs to. It's not gonna. It's not. It's not gonna spark off anything um, with Uranus necessarily, unless it's 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 deserving. Because again, Saturn represents restriction, so you may have the possibility or the potential of something new arising if you have a conjunction with Uranus and Saturn. But it's not gonna come through if you don't deserve it. Is essentially what I'm saying. And. Um, you know, it kind of the, the same applies with the other with the other planets, the other two outer planets, which would be Neptune, whose higher octave is um, Jupiter, and uh, Pluto. Pluto's higher octave is Mars. Excuse me, or Pluto is the higher octave of Mars. That's what I meant to say. So, um, yeah, that, that's that's pretty much a general overview, understanding, um, you know, the planets. 
each planet do they they do control their own um sign um I'm not sure if you want me to just lay Islam, I think we lost you there for a second, sis. I'm not sure if you can still hear me or not, uh, but it looks like um, you're, uh, you went out. If you're still there, um, go ahead and probably hang up and dial back in uh, because it looks like you haven't come through yet. So to pick up where um, Sis left off, all of these planets come together and they make the composite you. And they deal with different modes of operation that manifest within you at different parts of time. And combined, again, they make up the complete you. And as those things, and as you're going and you're walking through, um, you know, your daily life, you're going to see as you begin to study your chart um, more depthly, you will see where these things, certain uh, parts of the personality manifest. For instance, with your ascendant. With the ascendant, it is the, the angle or the angel in which you present all other things. So with it being how you present all other things, this is generally how people will also, um, how they will also explain who they perceive you to be. So when a person who maybe does not know you on an intimate level, meaning like your cousins, your mother, you know, people who don't know the intimate you, when they see you, the first representation that they're seeing or the first presentation is that ascendant. So if you were to take a photo or record their mental reaction to their perception of you, it would be your ascendant sign. So your ascendant and that way becomes the true essence of you. It is, it is your body. It is your, it is your, your, your body makeup. Your ascendant is your walk. It is your ascendant is how you hold your head up. Your ascendant is how you sway your shoulders, how you move your hands. Um, your ascendant is your gestures when you're talking. Your ascendant is how you sit down. Your ascendant is how you get. It looks like Sister Reese is back on. Let me bring her back in. Islam, sister, you back with us? Islam, yes. My apologies for that. Okay. No problem. So I was just going in. But I hear you going in. Yeah, I hear you going in on the ascendant. Right. So I'll let you um, go ahead and and, and pick up from, from there. I'll finish this last thought, and then I'll let you uh, pick up wherever you were going to go. I was just feeling the airwaves until you can get back on here. Indeed. So when when people see you, that is what they see. And in many times when you have not fully studied your chart, you're going to find that 
the description that people give as to what they see does not fit the description or the thought process that you have about yourself. And we'll go into why that is here in a little bit. But that's usually what you'll find is that when people people who uh, first meet you, when they describe who you are, usually if you are not one who who understands your cosmological makeup, then you're in uh, disagree with with how they um, how they see you. You're like, oh, they don't know me, you know. Ooh, who are they describing? But they're literally describing your ascendant sign. Okay, so go ahead, Seth. So you can uh, pick back up to uh, for where you stopped or wherever you wanted to go. Yeah, I was ask I was going to ask if um, you want me to just lay out uh, what the planets. Uh, control, you know, the signs that the planet controls and, and the overview of the houses, and then we go from there. Yes, yes, that'd be great. All right, so, um, all right, so what I like to focus on as I'm doing um, astrology, I like to I like to point out that when it comes to the outer planets, um, I just utilize them understanding that they're generational planets. So there's like there's specific reasons why I would look to those planets, um, but I would more so concentrate on the seven inner planets, seeing again that those are the planets that or celestial bodies that um, affect us more on the day to day. So now um, the sun, I was going over the sun, right, and the sun deals with Leo, that's the ruler of Leo, all right? Leo is known to be um, very loyal, dignified. Again, you're representing the ego, so there's a lot of courage. Um, Leo is that energy that will attract energy even if they don't want it, <laughs> you know? Like, it'll, they will just, they just have this radiance that emanates to where people got to notice them, you know? that That is the... Um, energy that encompasses Leo. They're very distinguished. Um, they operate almost as they have this um, almost solo kind of um, attribute about them, but it's not to be taken as arrogance. It's more so just understanding that there's nothing that they can't do by themselves or on their own, you know, to an extent, because of course you always need um, some assistance, no island unto himself, but just understanding, you know, Leo represents being able to do for self. It represents the I will. All right, that is the motto for Leo. I will. I will do something. I will create. I will enact this, which takes me to what the what house um, Leo represents, which would be the fifth house of creation. Um, what do you mean by creation? Creation is anything that you create, essentially, from your children to e- even the, um, you know, the uh, relationships that you build with people that that's a creation in itself It's two worlds that are merging you know and blending energies you see what I'm saying so even down to you can you can equate it to you know romantic uh ventures it's, it's known as the house of fun and games because that's essentially where you are experimenting you know so um yeah so that's that's um leo and the sun the moon the moon controls uh, cancer, the cancer sign. 
And cancer uh, is a very uh, sensitive, passionate, intuitive sign. Um, It deals with um, your nurturing aspect, how, how you take care of things, very domestic. You know, it deals with the house of home, right, the fourth house. That's what it controls. And um, again, you know, just dealing with the domestic aspect, you 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 constantly uh, think of your family, your latter years, how you were raised, um, you know, how you were nurtured. You know, that's what the moon represents again. Um, it's your maternal is, um, instincts. You know, your adaptability, um, your product, your your bro- your productivity. Um, I mean, there there are a lot of um, ways to describe it, but essentially, it is your nurturing aspect. It is um, very emotional. You know, the detriment of cancer, though, is that you know they can't, they don't necessarily um, prefer to take things directly. You know, or head on, they walk sideways. You see what I mean? Um, meaning that they would divert a situation when necessary. You know, kind of zigzag around an issue. But um, they are very protective. You know, they do have this hardened in case shell because um, inside they're really they're they're so they're very sensitive. You know, so the case is really to protect that 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 soft inside. You know, um, Mercury. Mercury is the next one. Mercury deals with uh, two signs. They deal with Gemini which is um, essentially telling you that it deals with, because when you, when, you, when you speak on the, the, the celestial bodies, which rules two houses, you really get to see a um, two sides of the celestial body. Like, for instance, with Gemini and Virgo, Gemini, their energy is very um, flexible, very versatile. A lot of people think that they're fickle, but they're not fickle. They just, you need to keep their interest. You know, they're so curious about life, essentially. It's like, if, if what it is that you have to offer is something that they've done already, they're looking at it like, okay, I've been there, done that. What's next? You know, they they move very fast. They're fast learners. You're dealing with the mind again, you see what I'm saying? So it's nothing for them to pick up something very easy. Um, um, again, they're ver- they're, they, they love versatility. So that's why it's like if people think that they're fickle, it's not that they're fickle. Um, they just want, they just, they just want to sample everything. They want, they want to know about everything there is to know about. All right. Understanding who, or uh, what Mercury's energy is, you know. Um, then you have Virgo, who is more of a um, analyst. You know, Virgo controls your digestive system, no different than um, your how your how your digestive system operates. It just um, dissects and organizes, you know, what pr- proteins and you know. Um, nutrients are supposed to go where you know that's that's how virgo is Vir- virgo 
will com compartmentalize different things. They will critique very thoroughly in detail. You know, so um, some Virgos, they get a bad rap just because, you know, they're being their natural selves, being able to see things, you know what I mean? Like pick out, pick out um, the littlest thing, the littlest thing that may need correction. Some people don't necessarily like that, but that is, that is their energy. That's what they do, you know, and Mercury controls that again, dealing with the mind. So then, um, and Virgo, excuse me, by the way, Virgo is the uh, sixth house where um, Gemini represents the third house. The third house is dealing with communication, dealing with speech, uh, short travels, um, pretty much um, your, the first conversations that you had, uh, which would typically be like your first cousins, your next door neighbors, um, your siblings, if you had that. Again, Gemini is, dealing, is, is very inquisitive. And as you're going along, the wheel of life, you're actually looking at different stages of your development within life. So looking at it from the perspective, if you were to go, say, uh, go around the uh, circle of life, Zudakaius, if you were to go around that um, with each sign, uh, each sign, or excuse me, each house representing an increment of one, then you would say the first house would be dealing with your first year you know, the house of self where you're, where you actually are presenting the I am, which is Aries, you know, we're going to get into that within the, um, when we speak about Mars, but you know, um, the I am again, that is the presence of you, 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 you manifesting out of your mother's womb, you know, the second house of possessions, you start to see what it is that you belong, that belongs, that is yours. You know, you see who your mom is, you see who your dad is, you see what house you have, you see, you know, your toys, you start to get possessive with your with your things, you're always saying mine, 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 you know, uh, your third, your third year, you start to speak, you really start to be able to formulate a conversation, somebody asks you something, you're able to respond, you know, hold a conversation, you're having dialogue with someone, um, Again, your fourth house dealing with uh, family, you know, the things that belong, like the, your latter years, the things, how you, how you were raised, how you were nurtured growing up. That's the fourth house, you know. So these are ways that you can really uh, analyze the, the zodiac, you know, just to gain clearer, uh, a clearer perspective at what you're looking at. But, um, you know, I digress. Um, going back to going back to Mercury controlling Gemini and Virgo. Um, I just told you how the third house represents communication. The sixth house is dealing with um, health and service to others. Um, and, it's, and it's very important to, to, to point out that the house, you know, dealing with service to others is the same house dealing with health, you know, because they do coincide with one another. They, they are one in the same. How you treat others is how you treat yourself. You know what I mean? That's essentially what it is saying. So um, that is something important to note. But again, you know, the sixth, the sixth house dealing with um, 
you know, public affairs, you you start to see your enemies when you deal with the public. You start to see who, you know, um, who you can co-work with. And um, your health, essentially, that, that states the, it's, it's exactly what it says. It's how you maintain yourself, how you keep up with yourself. All right. Um, then you have Venus. Venus represents um, or rules over, excuse me, Taurus and Libra. Taurus um, is a very dynamic energy. It is, um, some may say stubborn, but they're not stubborn. What it is is that their element is fixed. They're fixed earth. So imagine trying to move a mountain. That's, <laughs> that's the kind of energy a Taurus has. When, when the mind is made up, then th there's no budging. There's no budging what it is that they've set out to do. That's the energy of Taurus. Um, very compassionate. Remember, you're dealing with the energy of Venus, which is love. So with Tauruses, they can be very uh, devoted to you, you know, to, to the, almost to the point of possession. You know, and understand the house of possession, the, that's, the sec, that's the second house, right? So now you're starting to see how things just kind of correlate. And then, and then you see the other sign with Libra. Um, Libra you're speaking of the scales, you're speaking of my yacht, balancing, judgment, justice, right? Um, my yacht wants harmony. My yacht's her, her, purpose is to um, kill conflict, you know? Um, again, you start to see um, the different attributes of Venus um, controlling the two different houses because, like, with Taurus, Taurus deals with love, but more of a material level, whereas Libra deals with love, but more so on a philosophical level. Like, like Libra deals with um, your connection with people. Libra is the house of, deals with the seventh house, which is the house of partnerships. So it's coming down to those who you choose to be in your world, you know? Contrast to what you see in the fourth house where um, you don't necessarily pick who can be in your world. You know, as a child, if your aunt wants to come over, you know, your mom says your aunt coming over, you don't necessarily have the right to be like, oh, well, I don't feel like her. I don't want to see her. You know what I mean? Not, and I, I won't say everybody, but not necessarily, you know, you don't have a choice. What Libra represents is those people you actually choose to bind yourself with, those who you want to have a relationship with, be, be it, you know, personal, business, whatever. But that's the house that it represents, right? So you see the two different aspects of love, one, one working with people more so, and the other one speaking of a material, um, a more tangible um, love, right? Then you have Mars. Mars rules over Aries as well as Scorpio. And why do I say Scorpio? Because I told you before, Pluto is said to be the ruler of Scorpio. So Mars is essentially the lower octave of Pluto. So when it comes to Mars and what it triggers off, that's what Pluto is looking at that's what Pluto like remember Mars represents the action it represents um the soldier that will actually execute 
what the passion is is trying to drive it to do. So with Pluto being the planet of death and transformation, it's going to utilize Mars to get what it is done. All right? If you have Mars and Pluto in a house, <laughs> you really want to pay attention to that house because there's going to be some something dynamic that's going to occur and it's going to be something that you're doing. Because like I said, Mars is Mars is the action. Um, so yeah, so you're dealing with Aries. Aries, as I stated, that is the I am, is the presence of I am. Um, Aries knocks, uh, it starts off the um, spring equinox, right? And this is like, this is something that people really need to also understand. A level, a, 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 um, a level understanding of geography and geology, you know, needs to be known. Like you have to be able to read certain things, certain um, tools, you know, such as a map. I'm just, you know, I'm kind of segueing a little bit, but it's critical because um, unless you're able to read a map, you know, read a legend, then you're really not going to be able to understand this. You need to be able to read a compass, know what a compass is, how a compass operates. Because essentially what you're looking at when you look at Zudakaius, it's a compass. Like I said, it's a navigational tool that will tell you where you are. But if you're unable to, you know, read the instructions of said instrument, then, <laughs> you know, it's, 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 you're not going to, you know, you're just going to continue to be lost, Right. So now with Mars again, excuse me, dealing with Aries. Aries is the I am dealing with the first house of self. Spoke about that. Um, you know, we were touching on that with the ascendant. Um, Brother Ramia, I didn't catch the whole um the whole just of what you were saying regarding the ascendant, just the tail end. But um I did hear the part where you spoke about um you know, an individual may not agree with what their ascendant is. Like they may not feel that that they're the, you know, they're the energy of their ascendant is who they are because their mind and their emotions are something else. To the contrary, you know. But again, the ascendant is how people view you. You can always change how people view you just by changing your actions, but that's something that you need to be co conscious of. Again. Your ascendant is that signature of you, like how you operate on default mode. <laughs> you know, if you can understand what I'm saying, if you really understand yourselves, that's the prophet instructed us to do. You know what I mean? You start to really put things in its proper place. All right. Then Mars dealing with uh, Mars also co-ruling Scorpio. Scorpio, um, Scorpio energy is um, very dynamic. Um, they deal with um, they deal with very deep hidden secrets, right? The house of Scorpio is dealing with the house of occult, the eighth house. Um, it's fixed water, so there's a lot that is in Scorpio to dive into. There's a lot of 
knowledge and information that can be found within the house of Scorpio or the sign of Scorpio. There is an overall um, longing to want to get to the bottom or the depths of an individual, which is essentially why with Scorpios, um, they, they're so willing to want to quickly mate with someone. It's not necessarily, you know, because um, they're horny all the time, for lack of a better term, you know, like hormones are raging. Like, no, they just understand the power of, intimate, you know, intercourse. They understand, like, to, to really get to a root of someone, to really understand someone, you know, to feel out their energy, to, under, to, to, to get into the center core of them. The fastest way, the fastest and most directed way to do that is through intercourse. You see what I'm saying? And, again, that is the house of, that's the eighth house representing the house of occult. Is also the house of legacies. You know, you're dealing with things of the past when you're talking about the eighth house. You're dealing about, you're speaking about those things that our ancestors left behind for us to find. You're digging in the past. You're, de you're dealing with um, issues that our ancestors were dealing with, essentially, or looking to, or looking within the issues our ancestors were dealing with. Right? This is why, again, it's called the occult. You're dealing, you're going to, you're going to find you know, the, the, the mythologies and you're going to find the hidden texts and stuff like that within the house, within the eighth house, the sign of Scorpio, right? Now, um, moving to Jupiter, Jupiter deals with Sagittarius as well as Pisces. I'm saying Pisces because, again, um, it's the lower octave of Neptune, Right? So now, starting with Sagittarius, Sagittarius is um, very philosophical. The energy is um, almost, they, they almost, almost like an, a professor, the way that they come across. You know, they're always educating. They always, they always want to show you the bigger picture. That's essentially what, what Sagittarius energy is. Um, understanding that that represents the ninth house of higher aspiration, higher education, right, or mental stimulation when you're looking, when you're dealing with Scorpio, uh, Sagittarius, excuse me. Um, then you have Pisces. Pisces is very, um, is another complex house to really get into because there's so many different um, avenues to speak of when you speak of Pisces. Pisces represents the womb it it represents that um that point or um that that last crossing before you come into the sign of aries so just looking at it from a metaphysical level then you see how you know looking at the circle of life pisces is the last house before you get into Aries, which is the I am, like the presence of the I am. So you you know that Pisces is really a spiritual place. It's not it's not a place that you can touch. It's not tangible to the senses, you know. And this is why most people are very um negative towards Pisces because their energy is, is 
their mind isn't here necessarily. It's like they, they, they like to call Pisces daydreamers, ideologists, you know, um, because Pisces are constantly looking for their utopia. They're constantly looking to do things better. Pisces is dealing with the house of, um, you know, self-revelation, self-undoing. You know, it's also known as the house of sorrows. But it's not to be taken in a negative light. The reason why it's called the house of sorrows, you know, secrets and sorrows, the reasoning for that is because Pisces represents that aspect of yourself that you go into or you hone into when you're by yourself. You know, it represents confinement, complete solitude, where it's just you and the voice of Allah speaking. So it's like you essentially may be going through your mind looking back, looking back at certain actions that you've taken. And in that solitude, you are undoing yourself. You're looking at the things you've done that you probably wish you could have done different. You know, the things that you could... um have a better outcome on, you know, that's why it's called the house of sorrows because you are actually reflecting on the self and you may not be <laughs> pleased with what it is that you're reflecting on. You see what I'm saying? In the house of, in, in the house of self-revelation. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of ways that you can go with Pisces, but Pisces essentially, again, Pisces is the one that wants to, um, make everything perfect. They want to satisfy and have everybody happy, you know. Um, again, so so going to Saturn, you know, Saturn deals with Capricorn and Aquarius. The Aquarius house, because it's the lower octave of Uranus, you know, we touched on that a little bit. Understanding Capricorn, Capricorn deals with, um, it deals with how, you you discipline someone. It deals with or it represents how practical an individual may be. So if you're a Capricorn, you know, if your sun sign is Capricorn, then um you're very practical. You don't you don't like surprises. You're not trying to have nobody do no pop up on you. You know, you don't like no surprise visits necessarily. No, you, you, you want it everything needs to be structured, planned in its right time, you know. Um, you aren't spontaneous, you know, but that's that's not a negative. That's just the energy that you're rocking with, you know. Um, Capricorn is the ruler of the um, 10th house, which is dealing with career status and, you know, how um, society views you. So there's a reasoning for why, you know, the Capricorn energy is the way it is. When you're speaking about, you know, your career, when you're speaking about your social status, that's not something to play with. So hence why you you start to see the practicality behind Capricorn. Why why are they so, you know, restringent on things? Why is it that, um, you know, they don't take or they don't play when it comes to um, protocol. They're very strict with it, right? And um, Aquarius, Aquarius, um, you're dealing with the, what is known as the 
water bearer, or essentially the knowledge bringer. Why? Because Aquarius is dealing with the 11th house, which represents your friends and well wishes. So you're, you're in the midst of networking. What, what, do you, what is it that people typically do with their friends? They speak about their plans, speak about their day, they speak about ideas, they cross-reference, you know what I mean? No different than what you see with the Internet. That's, that's Your Internet is in operation because of Aquarius. It also rules technology as well. You see what I mean? And it's because, it's because of the power of Uranus why things are so instantaneous. Things just spark off like it's nothing. It's nothing to start a business now. It's nothing to uh, get married. It's nothing, you know, everything can be done online right now. You see what I'm saying? So the Aquarian energy is um, is to know, you know. So some this, some people may assume that an Aquarius is a know-it-all because they'll just, you know, spit facts. They'll just have, you know, these these nuggets, these tidbits of knowledge. You know, they they may not be able to necessarily explain it, but they still have the ability to pick up on things and um, direct that information, you know, so that, you know, that's, that's like a short overview of all the houses and, and the, um, the signs. Are you the floor with that? Islam. That was a, um, actually a great breakdown of it. What I want to introduce now is that with the understanding well, actually, before I go into it, let me bring in. Um, we actually have a, a, a caller. Do you want to take the caller now, or do you want to finish something up first? Uh, I'll leave that to your discretion. You know, if you want to, that's okay. fine. Yeah, I'll go ahead and bring in the caller before I go on to the next to a point that I want to introduce. So we have three three seven with the exchange four one five area code three three seven exchange four one five Islam. Islam, can you hear me? Three three seven exchange four one five. Okay, I don't know if they push mute, but if that's you, uh, if you're on the three three seven area code exchange four one five, push one, and then push it again, and um, I'll bring you back in. So, with with your chart. Um, one of the things that I want everyone to really key in key in on um, is the part in uh, chapter 3, verse 14. One of the things when people are reading that, um, that they don't pay attention to how the wording as much as uh, I would suggest, is that the, the instruction is to study yourselves. And then as, as uh, you go on, um, in the chapter, it speaks of the higher self and the lower self. But there's there's several different ways to understand the higher self and the lower self, meaning that there's there's several different angles of understanding of that, depending on um, what you're speaking of. Your selves again go into um, or definitely go into your trinity. But I also understand that within that that trinity, you have the trinity that exists on the ethereal plane and then the uh, plane of matter or manifestation. And the trinities are the same. 
when you're looking at the houses, um, the things exist in, if you do a two-way mirror or take two mirrors and you put them facing each other, uh, one mirror is pointing up, one mirror is pointing down, your houses actually um, relocate when you get to the ethereal plane. So some they flip, and the only ones that stay the same are the four cardinals. And that, that uh, we won't go into that as much, but this is when we're getting into studying um, yourself. Let me see. We have the number calling back in again. All right, so let me finish this off now and bring in 337-415. When you're looking at studying both aspects of yourself, you actually want to study study it both from the esoteric, esoteric, and the exo, exoteric sides of it, because that's going to give you the complete spiritual aspect of you, and then the um, the physical aspect of you also, and that is what's being said when it's speaking of. Uh, true, the true uniting of Asia, the true uniting of the higher self and the lower self is going into tapping into um, not only the mundane or physical aspect of the of the chart, but tapping into that ethereal or that that completely spiritual aspect of the chart that exists. And so, if you could see it. If you were to take a line in the room that you're sitting in and you were to take an, make an imaginary line that, that splits the lower part of your room and the higher part of your room, as you're coming, as you're coming through the, uh, the ethereal plane, you're plunging down. And as you're plunging down, that same um, trinity and the same cosmological makeup um, that you pick is the same one that manifests below that line. And then as you're, as you're plunging down into the plane of matter, when you manifest, that becomes literally who you are. And if you actually want to completely unite yourself, you truly must unite both of those worlds. Now, most times people will speak of it dealing with the um, the chakra systems, you know, the uh, the lower three um, and then, you know, the higher three. And that's also correct. But on the higher note, when you're dealing with the, um, the M, the A-M of the I-Self-Law and Master, the A-M, you're going to see that symbol is, brought in as the uh, pyramid as a six-pointed star where you have two pyramids uh, that are conjoined together that make the six points. And one pyramid is pointing up and one pyramid is pointing down. One is pointing up to the plane of ether, and it has also the three points, which is going to be the trinity, the ascendant, the sun, and the moon, and then one is pointing down, which with the trinity, the ascendant, the sun, and the moon. 
and that itself is a representation of the higher self, the lower self, but dealing with the ethereal self and the physical self and the uniting of the two, meaning being able to open the sixth seal and the seventh seal, which is the sixth chakra and the seventh chakra. And so you want to actually tap into both of those things. And then, as, like I said, as you study those houses, you'll see how the houses flip, and the only ones that stay the same are the cardinals. And so your second house flips down to the position that your 11th um, house would have had. If you're dealing with the plane of matter, then, and, you know, it'll, it'll flip that way. And so your, your houses will manifest a little bit differently on the ethereal plane, and you're supposed to master both because we're dealing with the reflection, the complete reflection of self. And so we'll bring in 337, area code 415. I mean, excuse me, 337 with the exchange 415. Islam, can you hear me? Islam 337, exchange 415. Hello? Islam. Islam. Yes, hi, can you hear me? Yes. Oh, great, great. Sorry about that. Um, really responding to what you're saying on the show today, I have four uh, young boys at home who I think could really uh, used to have, you know, those those chakras realigned. Uh, they've been getting into um, imbibing alcohol. Um, and I actually, I, I have the boys with me. I think they've been getting into it at this moment. I would love for you to speak with them about realigning those chakras, because, again, I think they're at a vital stage in their lives where they could really use this type of tutelage. Um, if, you could, if you could help them, I would appreciate that. Okay, so Cerise, are you there? Islam, yes, I'm here. Okay, what information did you need? For, what information did you need for him, uh, Bill? Yeah, I'm going to put you on speakerphone. They're here. Uh, as I say, I do apologize because I suspect they have been drinking. But let me just hand you the phone, Lamette. Okay, this is who I want you to speak with. Take the phone. Oh. Uh-huh. Hello. Hello. Yes, I think I need to drink All some right. water. Okay, so let me say I this. I drank multiple with... shots. Okay, um, I do advise you to go lay down for a bit, you know, drink some water and... Um, I, I haven't been you know, sick you can yet, recuperate. but I just feel like I'm not, like I might, you know, like I'm not feeling too good, like I might pass out. Can you help me? Not through the phone, but as I advised, I think you should go lay down. Okay, hang on. Let me pass you to my brother, Sal. Okay. Hello? Islam. Hi. Um, I suffer from pure OCD. I don't know if you've heard of that, pure OCD. I have not. You should Google it because it's the reason why I drink personally. And I want you to know that people with pure OCD can still live a good life. And 
I'm going to tell you something. I've always suffered from it, but I need help. It's called pure, pure OCD. If you can say it, you can learn a pure OCD. Yeah, obsessive uh, compulsive disorder. Yeah, it, but pure. The pure I've never told anyone this before in my life. This okay. is the first time I've ever told anyone this. So what I would suggest on, on any of them, one of the things that um, generally happens with um, our youngsters, you know, when they're, um, when they're manifested, when there are certain chakras, Okay, we'll just deal with it from the chakra standpoint. When the chakra, yeah, I'm going to pass you to my brother Richard. If you can tell me. Hello. Okay. Yeah. So when I'm the chakra, way out of, man, I'm totally. I gotta be honest with you. I'm totally wasted at this point in time. I'm wasted. Okay, I'm just going to okay. read this because I don't know um, what's actually going on there. Uh, nor do I have time to defer um, so far over to the right. What mm-hmm. I would say about any of these things um, is that when you start getting into how certain things manifest in people's lives, there's a couple of things that, you know, we have to understand how disorders come about uh, and, and what parts of the body um that they will manifest in. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're, when your first chakra is out of alignment, which is going to be your root chakra, the first law of the jungle is survival. You're going to see many traits manifest from that. You're going to see people who are stuck in the dog-eats-dog mentality. Mm-hmm. They're stuck on the um, I've got to survive by any means necessary mentality. Mm-hmm. You can also see that will manifest with certain, um, you know, uh, body ailments. Usually when people have um, drinking uh, disorders, there's, a, there's an issue in there that's manifesting, you know, a lot of times through their kidneys that they need some sort of cleansing process. Now, mm-hmm. when you go through, let's say, Alcoholics Anonymous, and they give you the 12-step program, your actual Alcoholics Anonymous is um, the 12-step program that's supposed to be sp- taking you through is going to be dealing with the 12 uh, signs of the Zodiac and the manifestation of those personality traits and how to hone them in. This is, that's the true secret or, or sacred information dealing with Jacob's ladder mm-hmm. and how to take those different aspects and to um, how to bring them in and be and the one on. who actually controls them. Mm-hmm. And so okay. because that information is not being taught, when you're dealing with these programs, this is where you have them telling people to always say that they're an alcoholic which is casting a spell. Mm-hmm. 
which is completely counterintuitive and counterproductive once you get to a certain point. And so with the young men, um, if, you know, if that was actually a true phone call and, you know, these things are going on, what has to be happening has to happen with any of them is that they're going, any young man who's dealing with alcoholism, they're, they're usually, or any substance abuse, usually you're running from something. You're literally running from a part of your life. And you're trying to drown out some sort of deep pain. And that manifests in um, the need to overconsume something, whether it's drugs, alcohol, whether it's sexual, sexual uh, uh, stimulation or overindulgence of that, whether it's overeating, all of those things come from being out of balance and literally running. They will tell you that food, um, people use food as a comfort. Well, what are you trying to comfort? So with that, I don't want to um, go too far off. We have several callers, and I know, you also wanted to deal with some people's charts, so we'll bring in these other callers also um, with some um, info they may need. We have area code 903 with the exchange 883. Area code 903, exchange 883, Islam. I'm going to take a piss right on the phone right here. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. What's got, going um, on today? I don't know. I think it's interesting. Um, we have another caller who uh, coming in. I'm going to go ahead and bring them in. Bring them in. Islam? All right, we got to fuck some girls tonight, man. Get ready. <laughs> All right. Okay, so we're going to just stop taking calls and just stay with the information. <laughs> Um, oh, he just killed it for everybody know. else. That's crazy. Yeah, you know, um, it looks like we have someone who, uh, or some people who are attempting to disrupt the show. So we're going to just mm-hmm. stay with the information and um, not take actually um, any more yeah. um, any more callers because I don't know what what's going on. Um, okay, so what else did you I- want to get into? And we'll go from there. Uh, I do. I do want to touch on a little bit on um, what the father was referencing. You know, speaking about the chakras um, okay. and how it can correlate. You know, uh, when you're dealing with the um, the seven inner planets, uh, that is what is um, used to correlate. Um, the energy with your chakra, you know, the energy because uh, that's essentially what it is. Your chakras are energy sen- sensors. They're spinning wheels, right? So now um, the the planet, is that you or me? I don't Is that? Right, Islam, you're good. Go ahead. Oh, okay. No, so, you're, you're good. All right. So, yes. So the... Um, your chakra alignment, you know, starting from the base chakra to the crown chakra, um, it should it should be stipulated that um, you have more than seven chakras. You have more you have more than thirteen. Honestly, the amount of chakras that you have 
is infinite. Like the amount of chakras you have on your body is, is like the amount of pores that you have on your skin. That's truly how many chakras you have. But you do have um, a more focused or a more centralized um, energy centers lined up um, along your spine, right? Hence why they're called the spinning wheels or the, the energy centers, right? So now our energy, um, the energy that is directed through these energy centers is depicted through what planet is associated with that chakra. So, for instance, your base chakra is represented by Saturn, right? Understanding that your 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 base, your root, you're dealing with cardinal things. Saturn is um, the planet of um, cardinal Earth, the beginning of material things. You know what I mean? You're you are dealing with the um, essentially as the first or the initial conception of earth. So what, what was that? What, what urge was that? You're speaking of your fight or flight. Um, for lack of a better word, your, your um, perception or your concept, you know, you want, you're, you're basically just dealing with those, um, those material things, the things that are, excuse me, um, Essentially, it's just it's just speaking about the cardinal nature of things, like the step, the the, the um, presence of you here in this physical realm. That's what Saturn is 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 in control of the material, and that is what your root your root chakra is based in, the material. All right, and then you can scroll up, you go up. You, the next one is the. Um, would be Jupiter um, in association with your um, sexual center, right, or your um, sex organs. And you have Mars dealing with your solar plexus, the sun, your heart. I mean, there's different they, – they attribute the planets to be in alignment with, you know, different chakras. And truly depending upon um, who you study under, you know, who you consider to be your guru, your teacher, um, you know, which whichever uh, doctrine you, you subscribe to is what will um, dictate to you how you place the planet, you know. Um, but that was just a touch that I wanted to, to interject. Um, also, a lot of people utilize that via the, because of the, um, the Jyoti Vedic astrology. Um, that's why they correlate the chakras you know, with the planets. And it's not a negative thing to do, you know, because ultimately, however which way you can get people to pay attention to their chakras, you know what I mean? You want people to understand the purpose of your chakras and how you can harness your chi energy and use that to heal yourself and others in various ways if you know how to, um, you know, transfer that energy from your body to another, you know what I mean? But that's on a whole other level. Like, you really have to understand energy before you even consider manipulating it, you know? So um, are you the floor on that? We've got another caller come in, but I want to express that we won't be taking um, any more callers because I don't uh, want to allow uh, the Albions that are calling in. It looks like 
that may be attempting to disrupt the show, uh, a chance to disrupt the show. What I would suggest, uh, okay, um, okay, it looks like uh, someone tapped in on the chat. Hold on, let me message them. Okay, it looks like someone on the chat is actually the one on hold. They sent a message, so I'll bring them in. So we'll bring in 256-467, Islam. Islam, how are you? I'm well, how are you? Well, Islam. I'm well. I'm just, I'm very disturbed. Um, by the calls you were getting, I know you sort of laughed them off, but I really found it inappropriate. And I wanted to tell you that as a listener, I, I, you know, it's beyond your control, certainly, but it was offensive. And I think those people should be ashamed of themselves. Indeed. Indeed. Thank you for, for your statement on that. This was very negative energy, and I think it needs to be addressed. And I mm. just was wondering your thoughts on it because I'm I'm rattled from those calls. Really, as a listener, I'm rattled. <laughs> well, um, essentially, it's like you can't really, you know, you can only do so much as far as wanting to encourage people to understand themselves. You know, if they wish to call in where um, they dis- they disrupt those who are willing to learn and better themselves, better understand themselves, the energy that they're comprised of, um, if they take it upon themselves to be um, that dis- that disruptive force, they can attempt to, but, you know, clearly it's not going to stop us. You know, the show is still going on. We're speaking now. You know what I mean? You know, not everything yes. needs to have... Not everything deserves the attention that it craves. I know that in my family, there is issues with alcohol. So for me, I'm especially sensitive. If that was a real situation, I pray for those boys. Mm -hmm. And if it was a fake situation, um, I bring shame upon them for making light of it. Because in no way is that funny. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And it's an issue that many people deal with. Um, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I know years ago when I was in the throes of it, I had taken an entire bottle of vodka and shoved it up my vagina. And I sat on it until it broke I can't with these people today. I can't. <laughs> okay, so we're going back to the subject matter. All right, this this is um interesting today. Very interesting. I don't. I don't even know what to say. I, I do apologize um, to all those who are on the show today. I will say that the show has never experienced um, experienced uh, this type of nonsense, um, and I really don't even know what to make of it. Um, interesting. However, um, 
what we want to do um, is literally it doesn't. I, I will that will not be taking another caller today because I can't even wrap my mind around why the, these distractions. The the matter. Let me let me will this back in um, and and redirect this energy because you have um, people who are idiots um, who are going to call and do these things. And the reason that they that the idiots do these things is literally because of the information that's being put out that is actually of some benefit. And so you're going to have those who find it humorous, who find it, um, you know, funny to to do things and to attempt to. Um, in, in, in impede when people are attempting to make um, progress in their life. One of the reasons that we, we're doing this particular show is because of the the concentration that actually needs to be placed on the divine side of the Moore's Divine National Movement. And we know um, that there are those who would actually like to see the movement um, not reach its degree of fruition. So this should really be no surprise. Um, it, it really shouldn't. But we want everyone to really concentrate on the information. When you are, what I want you to go into, um, Reese, as we will this energy back in uh, from these idiots, is to go into how to see your chart, okay, for the people, meaning that you're going to see that your son is in Gemini in this certain degree in this certain house. Can you go in mm-hmm. a little bit? On how to how to um, actually see that and and, and um, properly understand its manifestation. Okay. Um, well, the basics being able to understand what energy you know what the energy is, where it is, um, and such things like that. You know, um, when you look at your natal chart, right, and you see something that will say um, Aries, sun, 29 degrees and 52 minutes in the first house, right? Um, I kind of wish this was video just so that I can show you guys, um, you know, visually, you know, how the placements and everything. But essentially, um it comes down to really understanding the math behind Zudakayas. And it's quite easy. There are different scales in which you can view Zudakayas in order to get a um, depiction or a um, understanding of an aspect that's going on within your chart. So now when you're saying, uh, when you the, the basics of understanding the mathematics is this. Everyone knows um, the basics um, as far as how to read time, right? You have the 60 seconds, which equals one minute. Then you have the 60 minutes, which will equal one hour. 
Then you have the 24 hours, which will equal a day, right? Well, the day is also seen as degree, one degree within astrology or astrologic, all right? So now, understanding that one degree equates to one day or 24 hours, right? When you're using the sun now, now we can interject the uh, the calendar, right? We're going to utilize the Gregorian because that's what most people are accustomed to, right? So you're speaking of the sun. The sun moves around Zodiacus or the zodiac the, the, the zodiac belt um, three hundred and roughly three hundred and sixty five days right but again we're going we're utilizing the mass of astrology which tells you that a circle is comprised of three hundred and sixty degrees right so now you have those three hundred and sixty degrees equally divided into twelve pies or or twelve portions of thirty. Okay. Each thirty um excuse me, each thirty degree you're moving into a different sign. So the first thirty degrees would be considered Aries, the next thirty would be considered Taurus, the next thirty would be considered Gemini, and so on and so forth until you come all the way around the clock into the twelfth house touching Pisces, right? And entering back into the first house where you will start at zero again, right? The zero between zero and 30, right? So now um, this is why you would see something where it says, you know, um, what was the example I used? Um, Aries, you know, uh, uh, Aries sun, 30, uh, you know, 29 degrees and 15 seconds in the first house. Is letting you know that, okay, within the first house, right, the first house of self, within the first house, your son was within the constellation of Aries, 29 degrees and 15 seconds within that, within that sign, that sign of Aries. That's what it's telling you. And it's the same thing with the other planets. It's telling you, like, you, if you have a um, a Capricorn Venus, one degree and 30 seconds in the seventh house, right? You're going to look to your seventh house on your natal chart. You're going to look to your seventh house. You're going to see within the seventh house you have the energy of Capricorn surrounding that house. And the specific degree that the planet Venus is at, it would be one degree, 30 seconds within Capricorn. I hope I cleared that. I hope I <laughs> explained that uh, to the listeners enough. You know, I, I described it enough to where you can visualize what I'm stating. Islam? Islam, no, it's, it's a good breakdown. Um I think that um, how you're explaining it, you know, will help them um, quite a bit, actually. And so when they um, are looking at their son, 
Now on your on your um your video, what I, one of the things that I really enjoyed that you did, and I think I told you this, uh, I may not have, but I enjoyed the fact on your video, and I hope you don't mind if you can give this breakdown um, also, is how as the degrees change, it's bringing in a different energy um, that the people need to understand. So as it goes into the first 10 degrees, the second 10 degrees, and the third, mm-hmm. the third uh, 10 degrees, can you go into okay. that a little bit? I thought that that was yeah. one of the uh, most important things um, that I really wanted people to hear on this show because it yeah. deals with really how that energy is manifesting. And it was a wonderful breakdown you did on your own video. Thank you. Thank you. Um, okay, so... Essentially, what you're speaking about is, um, and really what I, I made that video, you know, to, um, it was a response video to one of the questions that I was asked in regards to, like, you know, what's the difference between, you know, tropic astrology and, and sidereal astrology, which is essentially, um, you know, it's like a Western versus Eastern astrology, right? The whole thing, the thing about it is that it's like they, they work hand in hand, they coincide with one another. They're not different necessarily um, to the extent that people may think. When, you, when you're speaking about the, um, the Eastern astrology or the side rule, you're speaking about what they call um, fixed astrology, where they actually look at where the uh, constellations are within the heavens, and based upon that, they, you know, the sizes of the houses vary you know, from place to place. And it's like they go, they look, you know, you have the 12, they, they, they speak about the 12 constellations and they speak about the 27 constellations behind those constellations. And then they go behind those constellations, speak about the constellations that's behind that. And it's kind of like, okay, within the infinite universe, you're constantly going to be going behind constellations. So, <laughs> you know, it's like, what? what where where is the real logic behind the science? Now, this is another point why I I, I stick with Western astrology. Again, I am Aboriginal Indigenous to the Western um, sphere of the planet, and so it's like when you hear certain things, um, you know, such as Western astrology, you definitely want to um, correct misconceptions that may lead people or, or um, allow them to stray away from something that's very archaic, you know, and, and is a part of them, essentially, especially those who are from here, you know, Aboriginal Indigenous. So um, what I did within that video, I essentially showed how you're able to depict the same thing um, from the Eastern astrology. You'll be, you'll be able to find that within the Western, and, and that is by going through the decants. Okay, so now you have, um, I just spoke about how each sign in, uh, encompasses uh, 30 degrees each, right? Now, as an example with the first house, the house of Aries, that's a fire sign. It's a cardinal fire sign, all right? The first 30, de- excuse me, the first 10 degrees, of the house of Aries is where the energy of, of, of Aries will be the strongest. As, um, you know, a planet moves through the sign, 
you would then see how energy is transferred to another quality of the same element. So now where the first 10 degrees, you had fixed fire being in play, which is ruled by Mars. The next 10 degrees, which would, you know, be 11, you know, between 11 and 20 degrees, you're going to see um, a fixed fire come about, which would be the energy of Leo. And Leo is ruled by the sun, Right? The next 10 degrees is going to be um, the energy of Sagittarius, the mutable fire. And so when it comes to a sign, you're re you, like even within that one sign, you're really embodying all the elements of said element, or excuse me, all the qualities of said element. That's what I meant to say. You see what I'm saying? You're moving through all you're 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 going through the modality of fixed, excuse me, cardinal fixed mutable, cardinal fixed mutable. All the elements, all those elements are constantly going through that. So when you were born, all you see is the energy that was hitting the planet in your conception. But the sign itself still holds a a structure where each planet gets its own um, its own time to rule within the house. You see what I mean? And it's like with the decant, you're able to really hone in and and on the specific energy behind the planet when you're looking at your time and and you get the time stamp. That's that's why the timing, the 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 date, the, excuse me, the time that you actually manifested. If you can get that to where you can pinpoint where your ascendant is, you know, then you're able to, which really kicks off everything. Your ascendant kicks off, you know, your life essentially, how you start this life. Because, again, that's your first house of self. And when you're going around the wheel, looking at it um, from a concept of um, years, you see, like, that's where, that's where you start off. You start off with the elements of the first house, and then you go around. And the elements within each house is the element that you express within that aspect of yourself. So what does that mean? That means when you speak, for instance, within your third house, house of communication, if you have Gemini energy, you know, just, just to be simple, you have Gemini energy in your third house, then your speech, you're very, you know, inquisitive. You're constantly saying, I think. I think this is what it is. I think that's how it is. You don't necessarily know for sure. You just think. That's your mode. You're always curious. You're asking questions. Like, what is this? How is that? How could this be? You know what I mean? Somebody wants to um, invite you somewhere, you're quick to go because you want to experience. You see what I'm saying? That's the energy within mm -hmm. communication, how you communicate with someone. That's the energy that you're going to give off within that aspect of self. Mm -hmm. All right. Islam? Islam. Yeah, see, that, you know, it's a very important aspect because that is one that, um, you know, isn't really uh, brought out too much. And like you said, with the comparison um, of the two different, um, types of astrology 
Uh, the way that I usually give the breakdown as far as the differences for the people is that if you're sitting in different uh, places on the, you're going to see the form, certain formations and certain angles slightly different, mm-hmm. uh, which is going to be a part of why you're going to have different types of um, astrology that manifest in different parts of the planet. For those who have actually taken the time to uh, understand the um, the cosmology that comes out of Maruk, what we today call uh, Ethiopia, uh, they mm-hmm. also, you know, have um, the zodiacus wheel. You know, you mm-hmm. also have the one that manifested in Ikupta. Um, mm-hmm. You know where they also have one, and if you you know for those who study them, you're going to see slight differences in how those things manifest. But they're actually having to do with the planetary position that you're standing in. Mm-hmm. And so you know over here, you're going to get a different angle, and those energies manifest a certain way here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so they have a certain effect on the people here. Mm-hmm. And so it's not that the Vedic is superior, um, you know, it's not that the Vedic is superior or anything of that nature. They're all necessary and relevant, especially to their positions on the planet. Mm-hmm. And ours Islam. is here. Islam, go ahead. I'm sorry for the interjection. I just wanted to say, you know, something, uh, you know, just camel back off of something you were saying about the placement. You know, essentially the only difference that can be found between the uh, tropic and the side rail astrology is uh, the sign that a planet may be in. Uh, but mm-hmm. it may, you know, it may be off. It may be off a little bit where it spills over. You know, like say in the tropic astrology or the Western astrology, it will tell you your sun sign is um, is, is Gemini, right? But in the, uh, excuse me, like say it's the first, you know, first degree or something in Gemini. But in the side reel or the Eastern, it will tell you that your sun sign was in the sign Taurus, right? Because it's like a 23 mm-hmm. de- uh, twenty-three degree discrepancy. Um, the placement of the planet, like the house of the planet will always be the same. So it's like you, if, if your sun is in the first house, it will always be in the first house. Regardless of what which which astrology you look at, it's going to be in the first house. Now, what energy, what energy is being emitted, or or which energy is activating that planet? That's going to be the question because, again, like you said, uh, the placement where you're looking at your projection, your perspective, mm-hmm. is going to dictate how the energy hits you. You know, which mm-hmm. is why it goes back to what I spoke of earlier. You need to understand geology. You know, uh, um, you have to understand geography. You need to understand how to use a legend, how to operate a map. These mm-hmm. are very critical things, you know? So, yeah, I, I use the floor. That's mm-hmm. So I have <clears throat> someone, um, let's see here. I want to try this reluctantly. Because um, someone's asking from the chat again, we're going to try this and we're going to see how this goes. 
908-485. Islam. 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 Hello? Yes. Islam. Yes. Um, regarding the seventh house, um, if I have ball cheese coming out of the tip of my cock, how All right, so now, see, I know for fact, for certain, that someone called is calling in to target your show. It could be, you know, certain dirty mores that want to act up, but I'm I'm spotting this. I see this. This isn't the show to debate or to discuss what it is that I want to discuss, but it will be put on record what is what I think is going on. Matter of fact, let me introduce right. this really quickly on the mm-hmm. on the Let the Truth Be Told radio where you mm-hmm. can call in on my show as opposed to disrupting a Grand Chic show where we're actually trying to teach more about who they are. You can go ahead. You're already on Blog Talk, so you can go ahead in the search engine and you will see where I have scheduled today at 7 p.m. on um, Let the Truth Be Told radio. There's some corrections that we're going to be going through. So I use the floor mm-hmm. with that. Islam. Um, and Pineal um, um, L is online. I'm going to bring him in. Um, Islam. Islam, no Islam Morris. How's everything doing? This is a great show. Uh, I've been listening Islam. in for, for Hey, sis, how you doing? I've been listening in for uh, for a little while now, and uh, it's a great show. Y'all really going in. But let me say this for the record. Keep in mind cave, uh, the caveat empty at all times. And uh, <clears throat> this show been going on for quite some time, and it's going to continue to go on. So, if you if you if you want to put it on notice that you want to dial in and chime in, make sure you come correct for the record, because we've been doing this. So, whoever you might be that wants to dial in, make sure you're speaking in in unity in unity and in harmony of what the show is presenting and putting out. Do not go against it. Period. So if you want to dial in bold enough to stand on the principles of Ma'at and speak correctly when you talk, anything else is uncivilized. And Islam. I yield the floor. Islam. Islam. Islam, noble. So it, it, it goes back to what we're saying. And um, several more, you know, text me to let. Uh, let us know that they are paying attention to the information. But this becomes um, important, you know, as a demonstration also to understand um, the importance of the work that we're doing, the mm-hmm. importance of the message that's going out, the importance of, 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 of the need, you know, to study. You know, all those things become important, and this is a manifestation of that. Um and so where there's light, there's darkness. There's always, where there's the higher self, the lower self is always present. That's the reason we're going over this information. So just as we're going over the presentation of the higher and lower self, the zodiac, the trinity, and all those things, then you have that light or that, and that darkness come side by side. So you have the interruptions. For me, um, it's only bothersome because it's taken away from, you know, of course, what we're doing this today, giving air to it. However, how it should be seen 
from from everyone's standpoint is that these are also the distractions that we deal with in life, like um, uh, Pineal said and like, you know, Sister Reese said, that you have Moors out there, you have Albions out there who wish to take away from the movement. But that's the same thing that manifests in your life when you don't know your, you know, when you don't know yourself, you can't see the distraction. These people didn't do anything but make the show the show stronger because it proves the fact that of of the strength of the information. The only time people take their time to ruin something is if they know the greatness of it. Is a... no one no one goes into uh, something horrible to ruin it. You only go into that which uh, puts you in danger, or that which mm-hmm. uh, is manifesting something greater than yourself. That that's when you start to feel a need to um, interrupt. Mm-hmm. So that that's the reason. But we didn't miss any information. You know, we did not go over anything. Um, and I don't even want to give it any more any more light. You know, it just is what it is. Um, so with that, um, I think, Pineal, I think you're still on. Did you did you want to say anything else? And Sister Reese, did you want to close out with anything? Um, with the last three minutes. Uh, okay, go ahead, Sister Reese. I think Panil. Yeah, I think Panil is gone. So go ahead, um, jump in. All right. Well, um, you know, I just want to extend, you know, my gratitude for having me on the show. Uh, you know, I do, uh, I do tutor individuals. You can uh, email me morebook at activemores dot com. You know, that's M-O-O-R-B-O-O-K at ActiveMores, M-O-O-R-S dot com. Um, You know, we can go over your chart. I'll definitely explain things with you one-on-one so where you can have, you know, complete comprehension of what it is that you're seeing and how to interpret your natal chart. Um, I also want to put out there, you know, how MoresDirectory.com and the Great Seal West is merging platforms together to where, you know, uh, Brother Ramiel was going to be following along with your curriculum. Um, there's going to be a testing done at the end of each curriculum uh, for a fee. Uh, the price will be set. Uh, you know, it will be uh, laid out later, disclosed um, once everything, you know, all the I's are dotted and T's are crossed, you know, like right now, though, we are taking uh, applicants, you know, if you do want to, if you do want to um, be a part of the curriculum, you know, where we uh, keep attendance of who is, who is um, following along, uh, we're going to have study groups going over the Circle 7 and the Organic American Constitution, Um you know, and then we're going to also be giving out documentation um, stating, you know, uh, official grace documentation where it's going to be stating that the individual on said uh, document have studied, you know, has indeed been tested and they are able to speak regarding Moorish affairs. You know, they're able to actually say certain things and pertaining to the Circle 7 um, and things of that nature. Yeah, you know, it's like the fact of the matter is there there needs to be a weeding out. You know, clearly that's one thing that was very clear <laughs> with this show. The the 
you know, just things that we just got to clean out the closet, you know what I mean? And really just make it be very, very clear what our stance as Moorish Americans is and and evermore shall be, you know, um, guided by Allah's will. So with that, I yield the floor. Islam. So, yeah, to again, to, you know, piggyback off of that a little bit, um, do stay tuned uh, because in December we're going to drop a lot of the information. Um, the class itself um, will still be of, of, of um, no charge. You know, you'll still be able to dial in and things of that nature. However, there you there will be a, a, a contribution to become certified, and um, there is a huge need because this is how we're going to take the movement back. Um, this is exactly how we're going to going to take it back because we have way too many people, and I mean way too many people speaking who are just not qualified to speak. And so um, we're going to have different teachers coming on. I'm going to have um, Emir Taj come on at one point to teach a week, uh, a one week out of the Quran. I'm going to see if I can schedule Grand Chief Kujo Adwell one week to come on, um, you know, even probably get Sister Sharice to come on and some other moors around the country to come on to teach different parts of it. And this is how we're going to take it back. We're going to make sure the information has gotten out the exact way the prophet has spoken about so that as new moors are coming in, that they know actually who um, they can listen to versus people who have never been through a curriculum um, just jumping out speaking because that was one of the issues that, you know, that I know that I had being in a territory where I was the only more demonstrating. It took me years to gain an understanding. However, I was slightly different because I didn't feel a need to jump up and speak. Mm -hmm. I just studied, you know, and then Mm -hmm. until I got with other Moors who were qualified to tell me I was right or wrong, that's when I had permission to actually start to speak. But I got with Mm -hmm. them first to say, am I on the right track? Is my process of thinking, my process of study correct? Am I understanding this correct? And then I only taught on what I knew. Mm-hmm. I only taught on what I knew. And I kept it very limited. And so, but what we have is we have too many rogue um, demonstrations right now. And I use the word rogue not to insult anyone, but people who really are uh, pillaging the movement you know, charging people for paperwork, uh, charging people for things that they can do themselves um, because they don't want to actually go out and start a a true business or become gainfully employed in whatever facet. So they're pillaging you, and so we need to take that back because most of the people out here, again, aren't qualified and have not been through a school or have not been tapped on the shoulder themselves which would be what would give you the authority to call yourself a teacher. So this is how we're going to do it. You're going to have a whole year curriculum laid out, which we just, we, we're just finishing up that same curriculum right now. Only this time we're going to open it up in a different way, uh, partnering up with, you know, we're now royalty and Morris directory. 
um, and the, or other uh, Grand Sheiks in the territory. So um, stay tuned. We're going to start with a six-month study of the Quran and the Quran only. If you don't know your own law, then you're not qualified to teach any other law as a more Samaritan. Now, maybe in another venue, but as a more Samaritan, if I ask you questions about the Quran, about, uh, which is our law book, if I ask you questions that are simple, if you don't understand chapter 25, if you don't understand chapter 5, chapter 47, chapter 43, if you don't understand those things, chapter 48, and the things that are being outlined, chapter 1, mm-hmm. you don't understand it. If you don't understand chapter 3, um, or excuse me, chapter 2, that speaks about the woman, um, you don't understand those things, then how are you teaching constitutional law? Because that's secondary. Mm-hmm. So we have to take this thing back. We have to get it under control. And by us dealing with the spiritual aspects first, then that's going to bring on a cleansing process that many and many don't make it because a lot of people are in this movement for the wrong reasons. They're looking for a way to um, to get over. And so that's why for six months all we're doing is studying the Quran. And you're going to see people fall off because they want mm-hmm. to get to studying, you know, how to file a writ, how to beat a, a traffic suit, how to authenticate a birth certificate. That's what they want to be on when that's what not what this movement is truly about. This is a more divine na- national movement, divine preceding all. So with that, we're going to end the show. I really do appreciate Sister Sharice uh, uh, L. coming on. Um, we will definitely do it again. Give out your information one last time for them to be able to contact you to go over their charts and to be taught how to read uh, a chart properly. Give that information one more time. Oh, sure. Um, well, you know, first, if you, you know, you can check me out on YouTube, Renown Royalty. Um, and if you need assistance um, as far as, you know, tutoring, you know, really getting in depth with comprehending your chart, you can reach me at um, more book at activemores.com. Again, that's more book at activemores.com. Islam. Islam. So with that, we're going to end the show. We appreciate everyone uh, participation today. Appreciate um, you holding on through the um, distractions. Um, and we'll be back next week. Peace and love.